Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot going on in the world. Oh, yeah. Um, let's start here. Some people have been saying, you know, climate change mm-hmm. is going to kill us, and it's going to kill us soon. We need to put a lot of resources toward climate change. Mm-hmm. We just had no idea we were talking these kinds of resources. Oh, yeah. Well, at any rate, the jumping off point here is the CNN interview with Joe Biden. Jake Tapper sitting down looking like a nurse in the Alzheimer's wing. Being very, very gentle with Joe. Remember, there is one point where Joe Biden drops his notes and Jake's like, let me get that for you, sir. And picks it up, dusts it off for him, and he's here you go. Okay, honestly, once I knew David, you said, I have the whole thing recorded. So I've got that covered. I made sure to not even listen to it yet. I don't even know what's coming. Well, hang hang in there. This would be good. Well, on the economy and then climate change, green weenie stuff. uh, Listen, all the experts are saying we're either in a recession or there will be a recession within the next year. And by experts, I mean not only uh, big bank leaders, but anyone who shopped at Walmart in the last couple of months. Uh, Sometimes in my mind, I think, well, people already know this, right? Right. But they're still fighting the narrative. But Joe Biden says the Inflation Reduction Act is somehow going to avert that. <laughs> it's not about inflation, man. So there's so much to be done. And the same with the, on energy. We passed the – look, what I ran on, I said we're going to deal with energy. Right. And, and the energy problem, we're going to deal with the whole notion of global warming. We passed $368 billion worth of help which, as the same bankers talk about, is going to bring a billion, a trillion, seven hundred million dollar, billion dollars off the sidelines in investment. Whoa, man! Well, there is nothing to see here. Sharpest attack. Nothing to see. Whoa! There's everything to celebrate. We're rich, people. Right. Billion, a trillion, seven hundred million dollar, billion dollars off the sidelines in investment. Yes, yeah. for our children's children. Just re- really listening to Joe Biden speak these days is like watching a toddler ride a tricycle on a gravel driveway. It's just, <laughs> oh, damn it. Ah! <laughs> you get a little nervous. They're yeah. going to get hurt. Somebody help. Okay. I don't even know what you do to bring that down. That's the president of the United States of America. We already know he can't speak. Mm-hmm. He lies. I I don't know what else you say. You know what? Quick detour, if you don't mind, with Joe Biden, because the narrative, even with Democrats, is, hey, man, the guy's been a great public servant. Okay, so maybe he's up there, all right, in age now. All right, but he's always been a hardworking, trustworthy American leader. Yeah, that, that is just not true. That, that persona was adopted in, like, 2007-ish. Yes. And what was making the rounds again, I happened to see it at Newsbusters. It, it had been a while since I had seen it. That everyone was saying his political career was over in 1988. Mm-hmm. And if you're like, oh, yeah, what was going on in 88? Here, I'll just play some audio because it was, 
him plagiarizing people. Yeah. Democratic presidential candidate Joseph Biden today faces a controversy that his opponents could use in raising questions about his character. Really? Three weeks ago at a debate at the Iowa State Fair, he used phrases identical to those delivered by British Labor Party leader Neil Kinnock. Huh. Biden seemed to be claiming Kinnock's vision and life as his own. Why is it that my wife is sitting out there in the audience is the first in her family to ever go to college? Why is Gladys the first woman in her family in a thousand generations to be able to get the university? So you see this again and again and again. It'll yeah. be Biden and then the guy that he ripped off. My ancestors who worked in the coal mines in northeast Pennsylvania and come up after 12 hours and play football for four hours. Those people who could wait, work eight hours underground and then come up and play football. <laughs> wow. Because they didn't have a platform upon which to stand. There was no platform upon which they could stand. Okay, this whole thing goes on for five and a half minutes. Yeah, and it's not just about the plagiarizing. It's all the other things that he lied about. Yeah. And so it is that nice refresher of, oh, yeah, this guy's always been a fraud. Yes. But well, you talk about the rebranding effort done in the odds. It happened. That's he, with Big O. Didn't he just say that two firemen almost died putting out the fire in his house now yeah yesterday yeah you, we've gone like we've gone from a fire comparing it to what happened during the hurricane to those people yeah. yes like well i've got my own story to two guys almost died yeah putting the fire out and it was a it was a small kitchen fire in 2004 that was put out in about 20 minutes and it has gone all the way to it was so dangerous two professional firefighters almost lost their lives Putting out the fire in Joe Biden's kitchen. Yeah. He's always been a liar. He's a professional bad guy. He has been it's his true. whole career. And one thing that I'll 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 give him props all day long. I'll give Barack Obama props all day long in his ability, especially as he was ascending to the highest level in our government. His and his team's ability to craft narratives about people yes. is unparalleled. About right. himself, about Joe. I mean, Joe Biden was a laughing stock for a lot of people who follow uh, politics closely. The only reason they kind of kicked him around is because, well, he couldn't get voted out of office and he knew where right. some bodies were buried. That's basically it. But but everyone either thought he was just a jerk or, you know, a liar. He's just whatever. He's a joke. Right. It's true. But it's the and guy who... Your uncle who told you about the, you know, 12-pound fish that he caught that became a 24-pound fish, which became a shark. Yeah, now it's a great white <laughs> I mean, shark. Just, and I reeled it in with right. my bare hands. That's right. Right. I punched it in the nose. <laughs> well, the thing that's really the truth, Biden was the ultimate diversity hire. Because we talk about diversity hires right now, and you can see it happening all the time. But Obama needed some sort of, quote, trustworthy white dude to make people comfortable with Obama. And that's why Biden got picked. It wasn't on anything he had done. Was that, well, he's got this reputation as this working class guy from Scranton. And he's just always been a fraud. Well, you know that Obama used to goof on him, too. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. Still does. Yeah. Still does. Uh, another story out there. This seems like it should be a huge story to me. To, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. Like, this is something our media should have been covering if they really cared about people and wanted to tell people the truth. We're finding out that Pfizer didn't know if the COVID vaccine stopped transmission 
before they put it out to the public. Right. They didn't know. Like, what do you mean? Why would they put out the vaccine and keep talking about, well, if you get this, you're not going to get it and you're not going to pass it along to somebody else. You're going to save grandma. Mm -hmm. Okay, we know now that's not true. How is that not a huge story? It it boggles the mind. Um, Saw this all over the place. Um, Australian news picked it up. Try to Google the story. It's hard to find, honestly. So I found it here along with uh, there was some audio. A senior Pfizer executive, Janine Small, uh, was testifying before the European Union Parliament. And she was asked the question by Rob Roos, a Dutch conservative. And I'll just roll out what he asked her. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping immunisation before um, it's entered the market? No. Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. What? Whoa. What? Wait a second, man. That's what the whole thing was built on. Mm-hmm. And vaccine mandates. And people losing their jobs. jobs. And demonized. And now to come to find out they hadn't tested it before it went to market on the transmission? Wow. Well, you got to understand. Am I hallucinating or is that one of the biggest scandals Uh, ever? That's pretty big. And I think they can always fall back on, well, uh, you know, the press releases and whatnot that we put out were always fairly ambiguous about it. And they can say, well, it was policymakers who made those claims, not us. And so they can fall back on that. The real scandal to me is who is going to, or not even scandal, the next step here is who's going to hold policymakers accountable for this? Because the CDC director here in the United States said in no uncertain terms, even after being asked to follow up on Rachel Maddow's show last year, I think, what was that, February of last year maybe, Um, that, no, uh, we know that vaccinated people don't get sick. They don't spread it. And she said, Rachel Maddow said, well, are you sure? Because that's really important. Because there had been a little bit of, you know, confusion about whether or not that was the case. And she says, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's all systems go. Let's go. Let's save grandma. Get the shot. Oh, my. I just think of all the people that lost their jobs. Yeah. And the children who have to deal with the fact that they was a year and a half, two years, there was that online nonsense and grades fell. And man, well, all that was based on the fact and our president, if you get this shot, well, you're good. Not to mention people that were injured from the shot. Remember hearing about like the first person in, in your mind that got both shots and was like, I got COVID. You're like, what? Oh, yeah. How is that possible? Oh, yeah. Remember, it was one in 5,000. Yes. But we were just lied to all the way through. Golly. But the thing is, <laughs> for people to have to pay for it, people in America have to know that even happened. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, our uh, legacy media, they really care about the American people. Unreal. And apparently, there was a big election scandal in Alaska. Did you hear about that? Every wow. October, 
Um, National Park there hosts a tournament for Fat Bear Week. People can judge a bear's success in preparation for winter hibernation, right? This is fun. So you get to vote for the fattest bear. Everything, I guess, going pretty smooth until Bear 435, known as Holly, seemed to defeat Bear 747 in the semifinals. But guess what? Little investigation discovered voter fraud. That's right. The park tweeted, like bears stuff their face with fish, our ballot box two has been stopped. Uh-oh. Damn, Putin. <laughs> Officials noticed that Holly received 9,000 votes in a short space of time. So someone spammed the poll, which is against the rules. You can't trust elections anywhere. <laughs> Holy smokes. Oh, I will... I will say, as a representative of the winning bear, this was the freest, fairest, and most secure election in the history of the United States. <laughs> Can't make it up. Uh, by the way, David's got a lot more from the uh, Biden interview with CNN. Did he admit he's leaving after the midterm? Get to that much more. Right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, did Biden admit in this interview that he's going to be bailing out after the midterms? Man, I don't know. I, maybe I'm reading too much into this. Tell me if I'm losing my mind here. But he did this interview on CNN, and he was asked whether or not he's going to run for re-election. And he gave the usual, well, I'm a great respecter of fate, blah, 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 all that response, uh, right? But yeah. then Jake Tapper from CNN asked uh, when might you announce that you're going to seek re-election? Okay. Well, look, uh, I'm not going to make this about my decision. I'm going to make this about this off your election. After that's done in November, then I'm going to be in the process of deciding. Hmm. It's like, I, you know, maybe I'm mind reading here, but uh, it just seems like he, he's, he's kind of saying, let's just drag this through the midterms and then we'll make a decision. And I wonder if that if he's gotten the talking to yet. Well, okay, to answer your question, uh, I don't take it that he's admitting it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, obviously we think it's going to happen because we have bets on it. Yeah. Just the, But when is the timing? I think Scott might be the only one that thinks Joe's going to last it out for a while. Like for an... Like, all the way through. You know, the only reason I said that was because I'm wrong all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so you wanted to continue to be wrong? Is that it? Yes. I want to keep the streak alive. Yeah. So I don't know if he's so much admitting it, but if you really want to get into the mind reading and then you can get into body language and voice tone, it seemed like his voice dropped out at the end. Like, and then we'll make the decision. Yeah. Like, yeah, and then I'll be done. That. After that's done... In November, then I'm going to be in the process of deciding. Uh, Yeah, we're probably making too much into that. But at the same time, we all think it's going to happen. Yeah. That he's getting the talking to and he's going to be forced out. And it's going to be, it's time for you to admit to everybody that you're senile or, you know, fill in the blank for why you can't continue medically. Or we're going to go both barrels with the Hunter Biden 
benefiting you with all of his business deals in China, and you got 10%, you got to bail. Mm-hmm. I think that might be the deal. The best part about this know. is that the fit that Dr. Jill Biden, professional horrible person, mm-hmm. uh, the fit that she's going to throw is going to be legendary. Absolutely. Because if, if they're forcing him out, uh, I don't think she'd go quietly. She'll just hang a shingle and go back to her practice. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens there. Yeah. You know, one thing that's kind of cool to see is all these different groups now coming together to stop the butchering of children. Yeah. How about it? Saw, you know, maybe you saw this story from, you know, over the weekend. It was a parent-led group that organized a protest outside of the American Academy of Pediatrics conference. Because that name used to mean something. Mm -hmm. But we know what they recommend. Absolutely. Puberty blockers. Yeah. In some cases, surgery. For teens who have gender dysphoria, that's the way to go. That's when they lost the trust of people. So you had more than 150 protesters, peaceful, by the way, um, for what they called the first do-no-harm unity rally outside the American Academy of Pediatrics Conference again in Southern California. The organizer, Aaron Friday, said our mission was to speak with doctors and educate them. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? But yeah. it's... You understand her point. Yeah. Um, So you had representatives from these organizations, advocates protecting children, gays against groomers, who have been slammed by the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Um, Lesbians United, who have also been slammed by the LGBTQ community. Mom Army, Our Duty, Partners for Ethical Care, and Genspect, on the demonstration. And apparently those in the American Academy of Pediatrics leadership told their participants, steer clear of those people. You don't want to listen to anything they have to say. Yeah, well, because we got money to make. Don't listen to people making sense. Right. But, man, you had all these people that have transitioned and then were miserable. Mm -hmm. And some of these names you've come to know, uh, Chloe Cole, Scott Nugent, um, Abel Garcia, different ones speaking saying, hey, they could have given us other options instead of rushing us right through into puberty blockers and then sometimes surgery. And now there's nothing we can do about it. Man, oh, man. Okay, more from the interview with Joe Biden. Talking Saudi Arabia and oil. Much more coming up right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jerry Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I feel the need to say this right now. We're going to get through this. In the end, we're going to be all right. Just times of challenge right now. Mm-hmm. Challenge. Okay. Well, you know, we were talking off air. David's talking about France and how, you know, there's a gas shortage there and people are fighting one another. Yeah. And, you know, we got some kid shot bleeding out in the United States. And instead of somebody stopping by to help him, someone robs him as he's yeah. bleeding to death. It was in Philadelphia a few days ago, a 17-year-old shot, uh, just 
in the street and a couple of people as he's bleeding out. The video is very graphic. As he's bleeding out, dying on the sidewalk, a couple of people come up and go through his pockets and run away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and then you get cynical after a while. Mm-hmm. Saying, well, it's it's because of what uh, America did to that person. That's oh, what caused him to rob yeah. this person as they were dying. See the pain in their eyes when they were stealing. From a dead guy. Yeah, obviously the solution to this is to have uh, every, you know, five-year-old white kid uh, shamed for slavery. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we could go on and on and on. Uh, yeah. And again, man, you'd, you'd probably, if you're a liberal saying we want to welcome people into the country, you better put up the warning signs at the border. Mm-hmm. You might have, you know, just a well-balanced all-around human being coming in and they're going to be turned into a murderous freak <laughs> by our society right you might want to turn around and go back to yeah. honduras or venezuela or wherever it's nuts man Jeez. by the way um moving on to the president thinking about reevaluating the relationship with saudi arabia david yeah the cartel of oil producing nations known as opec plus is cutting a bunch of oil from the market we all know that that's going to raise gas prices even higher than they already are Saudi Arabia, of course, is a key player in that group. And they did this in spite of Joe Biden going and groveling to them, the old fist bump with the crown prince, if you remember. Uh, Now, Joe was asked whether we need to rethink our relationship with Saudi Arabia, and here's what he said. Yes, and by the way, let's get straight why I went. I didn't go to one about oil. I went about making sure that we made sure that we weren't going to walk away from the Middle East. (laughs) No, you didn't. Okay. Who believes this? Of course not. What was going on? And by the way, today I just got off the telephone with the president of... of, uh, uh, I I, I got off the phone with the prime minister of Israel and the president of Lebanon. They've worked out a deal. They've been at war, declared war with one another for a long time. They've worked out a boundary relationship along the... in the the eastern Mediterranean. Oh, the bringer of peace. Thanks, Joe. Is he taking credit for this somehow? That's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that was, you know, the Trump administration that laid the groundwork for all of that. But yes. But he get... never really answered the question there. No, well, he tried to get back on track. Oh, boy. Good luck. But it wasn't, you know, there were eight other, there were eight other parties there. It wasn't about, it wasn't about oil. Okay, but you but, would. But we should, we should, and I am, uh, in the process when the, when the, uh, uh, this House and Senate gets back, they're going to have to, uh, there's going to be some consequences for what they've done with Russia. Okay. God, here we go again. Go ahead. What do you mean, Scott? Sanctions and taking another oil producer and just blowing up the relationship. Who knows what he really means? What is frustrating, I think, to most people is we wouldn't have to depend at all on Saudi Arabia. Well, that is frustrating, right. but if my we were gosh, man. energy independent, yeah. like we were before. Well, well the, other, the other thing is, you know, he says, oh, they sided with Russia. Well, Russia is part of that OPEC plus agreement. I mean, they, they're part of the club. They get a seat at the table. So, no duh. <laughs> Good point. Well, we're going <laughs> to tighten the screws on him, though, by God. Man, it seems like we it's misstep after misstep. It, it's it, it it just feels that way. All right, let's move on to the Pennsylvania Senate race. 
And I happened, I did happen to see this. Uh, so I'm going to let you lay it out, David. But yeah. this is legacy media painting a sob story to get you to vote for somebody if you live there. Oh, yeah. John Fetterman is the Democrat running for Senate against Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. Uh, he had a massive stroke back in May, and his campaign lied about how severe it was. And they kept him in a basement for a few months, and they're just now kind of letting him back out on the campaign trail, usually in the form of very carefully curated interviews. And he did an interview with NBC News, and his stroke, of course, was a big part of it. And they're, like you said, they're trying to craft this like sob story about this guy. Yeah. NBC News agreed to Fetterman's request to use a transcription program during this interview because he's still experiencing auditory processing issues from the stroke meaning he can't always understand what he's hearing. Stroke experts say it's not a cognitive issue, and Fetterman says he's still fit to serve if elected. I always thought I was pretty empathetic, uh, uh, emphatic. Uh, I think I was very, excuse me, empathetic. Uh, you know, that's an example of the stroke, empathetic. Don't vote. Okay, hold on a second. I'll stop there for a second. And back to a little piece from before. Stroke experts say it's not a cognitive issue. What do you call it? Not arguing that. I don't know what you call it. He can't understand what you're saying. Yeah. So he's got to see it written. If that's not a cognitive issue, whatever issue it is, whatever term you want to put on it, then the question is, can he be a senator? Yeah. Well, the answer is no. I think there's a whole lot of voters in Pennsylvania that would say yes, as long as it's not Dr. Oz and a Republican. Right. Pretty much, yeah. Or any Republican. Which is Golly. saying something, yes. Don't voters deserve to know your status now? I, as I said, you know, being on in front of thousands and thousands of, of people and having interviews and getting around all across Pennsylvania, that gives everybody and the voters decide. You know, if they think that it's it's really the issue. Okay, so he doesn't want anyone to see the medical records. Yeah. Where do you end up on that, David? Well, I, I think in this particular case, because he had a severe stroke, it's clear it was way more severe than they let on. Correct. I, I do think just because he's not just going to be a state official, he's going to be a federal official if he wins the election. Americans deserve to know when you have that level of evident problems. Uh, Americans deserve to know what they're actually voting for and who they're actually voting for. And if at the end of the day you're a Democrat and you say, you know what, I don't care, I'm going to go ahead and vote for him, that's up to you. That's your choice. I, that's fine. Because you think, well, if you're, you know, again, a longtime Democrat, you're not going to suddenly vote for a Republican uh, just because he's a, you know, walking cucumber. Mm -hmm. But uh, so I, I can I can appreciate that and understand that, but I think people on the fence ought to know. And I and I just want to remind everybody uh, who apparently I, I don't know. There are a lot of people in the political press who apparently just started paying attention to politics in like 2016 because they say there are people pouncing all over this piece, NBC News in particular, for doing this at all, saying like, "Oh, you're feeding the fascists and whatever." What? Remember? Oh, yeah. It's the remember, elephant in the room, man. Right. Re remember Mark Kirk? He was a senator in Illinois? Sure. Yeah, sure. And Tammy Duckworth beat him a few years ago. And the fact that he had a stroke was a huge part of the campaign and a big part of why he lost. 
And in fact, the Chicago Tribune actually said we're not endorsing him because he had a stroke. Well, see, that was different. Why? Uh, well, well uh, that was a Republican that had right, a stroke. Exactly. That means you're out. With this, experts say it's not a cognitive issue. <laughs> so trust him. Uh huh. He can't understand what you say, but forget that. <laughs> okay. So I mean, then the interview goes on. Yeah, they well, they cleaned it up a little bit this morning because of all the outrage from lefty journalists. And on the one hand, the reporter in this case, Dasha Burns, is that her last name? I can't remember now. Um, it, she does stand up for herself, but at the same time, there is some walking back going on in this clip. Okay. Yeah, and Dasha, you had mentioned that last night on Nightly. Since then, other journalists who've also dealt with Fetterman came forward and said they had a different experience. Yeah, and Savannah, that's completely fair that that was their experience. We can only report our own. I will say it's important to note that according to the campaign itself, our team was the first to be in the room with Fetterman for an interview rather than via remote video conference. And uh, myself, my producer, and our crew did find that small talk before that captioning was, was difficult because of those auditory processing issues I mentioned. Oh, so she got called out for doing it at all. Yeah. And again, she was the first one actually in the room. Yeah. So everybody's just supposed to not pay attention to this at all. Right. Come on, man. Well, one of her colleagues on MSNBC, Lawrence O'Donnell, yeah, responded to, to what she had reported, which is, hey, when we were trying to have casual conversation, he got lost a bunch. It was hard to have a conversation with him. Uh-oh, he didn't get the talking and points. Lawrence, no, 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 Lawrence O'Donnell struck back at her oh what i she thought you said he said that no, no, no. he said to her oh so wow what he said was i have a confession to make i used a teleprompter in this interview last night the truth is i'm not able to do my show without a teleprompter that's true of every tv news host who's discussing uh, the way john fetterman does interviews shut up you hack you hacky hack yeah, lawrence o'donnell is the guy so, who looks yeah like but he, you can conduct an interview right you idiot sorry if, if somebody <laughs> like you can't say that no, can't no, say easy that. If somebody says something to Lawrence O'Donnell, I he assume at least he can process it and respond without having to read it. You're completely know, missing the point. We do know from times past that Lawrence O'Donnell does have a problem with loud sounds. Yes, That's he does. true, yeah. yeah. The hammering. Yeah, we know that. He would freak out. All right, here's the last part of this piece you had, David. Now, stroke experts do say that this does not mean he has any cognitive impairment. It doesn't mean his memory or his uh, cognitive cognition is impaired, and he can fully uh, recover. And he can fully recover from this. Well, what does it mean? No, that that's somebody who is that's... really uncomfortable covering for John Fetterman. Oh my that's what god! What it sounds like right there. What do you call it? Exactly. What does it mean? He doesn't have cognitive ability. I mean, again, I, you don't want to make fun, make fun of this guy. It's a terrible thing that happened. But he wants to be the senator. Exactly. You know, this is... Right. You know, pointing out that someone's not up for the task, I think, is fair game. Well, they're playing this like Biden. They hide him, and the more they hide him, the better he does. The more he comes out, the worse he does. They're fighting the narrative. Wow. Other news out there. Hey, remember when Bill Murray was going to be in this movie with Aziz Ansari, and they had to shut down the whole production. Oh, because there was some... Because he was accused of... Sexual... Sexual was, what? Um, malfeasance. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the word? I don't... 
He got a little handsy, apparently. It was something. He called it at the time a difference of opinion. I mean, he thought what he did was funny, but it wasn't taken that way. But mm-hmm. he admitted, you know, things change and the times change, so it's important for me to figure it out. Um, well, all we know is he and a female staffer were both wearing masks, and he started kissing her body, straddled her, and pressed his mouth against hers. That's what the story says. But he says, well, I was just joking. I felt bad you didn't feel the same way. But now he's had to pay her $100,000 in the settlement. Mm. And now both of them do want to finish the movie. Because remember, it was weird because it was tight-lipped, and all of a sudden the entire production of the movie got shut down. Yeah. Like, that that's not like a misunderstanding with a joke. Like, hey, sorry about that. I thought it was a joke. No, it was a big deal. But. But then at the same time, that seems like an awfully small settlement amount. See, I thought that too. That's and weird. if she's wanting to go back and right. work on the movie, then... Because if somebody did that to me, I'm sorry. I, I like both of you guys, but if one of you straddled me and started kissing me, I wouldn't want to work with you anymore. Well, it's a different sort of situation. Scratch that off my bucket list. <laughs> um, <laughs> You've hugged a dolphin, now you want to hug a Van Camp. <laughs> <That's right>. Golly. <laughs> While straddling him. Yes. If it's one of the ladies we've worked with in the past, yeah, and she did this, and it was like a joking thing, and she sort of straddled you, like it is sort of seen in a movie, and was like gonna kiss you, would you be like, no, there's no amount of money? I don't. Well, not to work with that person again, no. Well, maybe you don't have any more scenes with them. Mm-hmm. There's so much we don't know. Is yeah. what I'm getting at. I mean, it's a hundred grand. <laughs> well, I'll take a hundred grand. I mean, no, no problem. But how bad was it? Right. What I'm saying. I'm just saying that it seems like there's got to be something else to it. If they shut down the movie production for something that right. could be settled by with a hundred thousand dollar check and an apology. Yeah, like, hey, would a sorry be okay along with a hundred grand? Well, I could forgive that. Right. Yeah, I'm. My gut is, if you had that conversation with several ladies and said, okay, Bill Murray did this. Okay, if he apologized and gave you a hundred grand, would it be good enough for you to finish the movie? Eh, probably. If they're being honest. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it's that simple. I don't know. But Bill Murray has a history of this stuff, yeah. man. And he's get the memo, dude. He's a strange cat. You know yep. he's a big Cub fan, Scott. He's your guy. I've heard that. Yeah. Anyway, Herschel Walker. Boy, he has a great response to Raphael Warnock. If you haven't heard this, straight ahead. Coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so I think it was in the top three as far as most important stories from NBC over the last week. Yeah. Yeah, three different times. Herschel Walker. You know, he may have paid for a woman to have an abortion back in 2009. Oh, yeah. Ooh, buddy. (laughs) Even though he is a strict uh, anti-abortion candidate who has these crazy extreme ideas like, I don't know, letting it be legal for the first 15 weeks of pregnancy. (laughs) But it's a bombshell. Okay. But maybe you didn't hear about the other bombshell uh, that was from Andrew Kerr at the Washington Free Beacon that Raphael Warnock, the reverend, 
um, has been threatening to evict poor residents from low-income housing owned by his church. Yeah. This is at uh, Columbia Tower at MLK Village in downtown Atlanta. Uh, Warnock's church affords him, by the way, a housing allowance of seven thousand four hundred seventeen dollars monthly. What kind of uh, what kind of place could you get for seven thousand dollars a month? Wow! Holy smokes, man! But this church, which apparently owns ninety nine percent of these places at Columbia Tower. Since 2020, there's been 12 eviction lawsuits. Get out! So he, as you know, serves as the senior pastor at Ebenezer Baptist Church. He draws a salary in addition to his housing allowance. Wow, is that a gig? Yeah, yeah no kidding. <laughs> Serving the Lord there. Raphael? Yeah, you're going to kick people out during hard times. Interesting. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. <laughs> You're talking about the economy and recession. Yeah. I get the feeling at this next piece of audio that you're going to present, David, Robbins may lose it. Yeah. Just a little trigger warning, Scott. Yeah, ju- just a little right. bit, okay? I, just I haven't heard a, this. I take a know. deep breath. And, okay. You know. So you got this situation where inflation's out of control. The producer price index number that came out today shows that, yeah, it's it, it's gone up, which means that prices for consumers will continue to go up because that's what measures the cost that companies pay for goods before they wind up on the shelf for you to buy. Uh, Joe Biden, though, says talk about a recession or anything like that. That's a bunch of malarkey. This was on CNN. Look, they've been saying this now how uh, every every six months they say this. Every six months they look down the next six months and see what's going to happen. It hadn't happened yet. It hadn't. There, there has. There is no. There's no guarantee that there's going to be. I don't think there will be a recession. If it is, it'll be a very slight recession. Okay, time out. Yes, Scott. What is the definition of a recession? Clearly, David. What is oh. the definition of a recession? I was going to say, you know, one of the reasons why people look at it in six-month intervals is because uh, up until we entered this most recent recession. Yes. Most people had broadly considered two consecutive quarters of negative growth yes. to be a recession. Of course. And as soon Definition as we, of. Yeah. And as soon as we crossed the threshold here under Joe Biden, then people wanted to talk about nuance in the economy. Un-freaking believable. Okay, there's... He's still denying we're in a recession. Well, and if we do get in one, it's a little. What's that mean? <laughs> uh, what does that mean? I don't know. He goes What's on. a little recession? He goes on. That is, we'll move down slightly. Oh. We'll, look, think about what's happened. Have. We have done more. We're in a better position than any other major country in the world, economically and politically. We, are, we still have real problems. But we, look, 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 what we've, look what we got done. 
we, we, we passed so much legislation that significantly makes a, makes a point about, you know, for example, what? the American Rescue Plan, oh. the legislation to deal with inflation, um, the, the Inflation Act. We moved along. You can't even remember the name of it no, because it had nothing to do with inflation yeah. other than to grow it. Everyone's gone backwards. Yeah. I mean, when you have a situation where all year people have been going backwards in real wages and real earnings because Uh, people got raises, but they didn't. They lost money. People lost what? What is it on average? It's about forty five hundred dollars a year. That that's the pay cut that you've gotten. Yep. And this is an opinion. This isn't our opinion. This is math. This is freaking math. This is the way it works. It's analytics. It's an right. analytical but, world. It is amazing how we just go, well, that's the way it has been. And well, even if we are, it's just a small, just yeah. minute little recession. And this really should make you very, very worried. I wanted to bring back the montage of, well, Joe Biden's track record as president when it comes to predicting what will or won't happen. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hang on. Something else we haven't heard. I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm waiting for the I'm nitro. I'm going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. Is a Taliban takeover of Afghanistan now inevitable? No. Talk of inflation. The overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. We're implementing comprehensive sanctions on Russian sovereign debt. No one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. I didn't... Yes, you did. Everybody did. Yes, of course. Oh, my gosh. I was going to let the whole thing roll. It's like 35 seconds. I'm sorry. I couldn't take it. Uh-huh. Oh, there's more. I didn't say sanctions couldn't stop it. You're not going to get what? COVID if you have these vaccinations. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. A pandemic of the unvaccinated. No one is predicting a recession now. They're predicting, they're, some are predicting there may be a recession. Oh. Ah, boy. But I guess when you have a legacy media that lies for this person constantly, and protects him. There, well, we see the polling. People know he's failing. There's a pocket of people, I guess, that don't know. It's like the family of, you know, there's five kids. And the four brothers and sisters know the one kid's a loser and everything they do, you know, turns to crap. But the parents, they just, they love him. And they're going right. to say, no, he just caught a bad break there. Right. Okay, that that was a good decision he made there. It just didn't work out this time. But next time, he'll do better. Well, I I know he ended up in jail. Okay, everybody makes mistakes. But listen. He got caught up with some bad people there. It's not on him. Any day now, Rodney's professional skateboarding career is going to take off, okay? Yes. He's emailing he's going to make money with that YouTube channel playing video games. And And he's mailed his... Self-produced EP to every record label. Somebody's going to pick it up. Rodney's going to get through this, okay? There you go. When Rodney's on stage with that Grammy, you're going to feel horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that. Meanwhile, um, in the long line of liars in the administration... uh, A favorite of ours, uh, the Dorcas... Dude, this, this could be the story of the day. Oh, if you had to pick a story, I mean, this could very well be it. it. Unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Yeah. Well, uh, Fox News had the exclusive here. Uh, Homeland Security Alejandro or Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas was told that the photographer who captured that moment between Border Patrol agents and Haitian migrants in Del Rio had said the incident was being misconstrued. Remember the whipping 
Yeah. That allegedly oh. happened. Absolutely. And the photographer, the person who took the photo, said, I didn't see anybody whipping anybody. There were no whips. Nobody was being whipped. It didn't happen. Right. And Alejandro Mayorkas was alerted to this fact that this was a lie being spread on Twitter. And yet, hours after being informed that this was a lie, he joined a White House press conference where he didn't challenge the false narrative. As All right, Fox that, News he's got to go. He's got to go. Yes, you should be. You should be fired. The today. thing he did by igniting that flame is reprehensible. I mean, this guy. This guy's got to go. Oh, yeah. It's nothing new to me. I mean, this, but this is it. This is it. This impeached. is the thing. You're, you know, the you damage. The, the damage Department he of Homeland did. Security. Look yes. at illegals pouring through. You're not doing your job. But the damage he did to his country. No. When he made it, when he just went along with that lie, when he damn well knew it wasn't true, holy cow. He's been lying for the administration since he went in there. Unbelievable. This one was really, really frosted me, though, because... The border's closed except for children. The border is secure. Well, we can never... That, that, that will, that, that's a nightmare. That's haunting me. Whipping at the children. Oh, please. You can't use a horse as a weapon against yeah. children. No. Blah, blah, blah. Um... The border, the border is secure. That's just within the last few months. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Nobody gets fired. Exactly. Man, oh, man. And now who is saying, boy, th- this is like the whole lying segment you put together, David. <laughs> Hunter's laptop was Russian disinformation. We never said that. Yeah. So Hunter Biden might be facing <laughs> charges related to his business deals, and a lot of that information was found on his laptop. Now, uh, some of us knew about this before the 2020 election, but media basically blacked out the whole thing to help Joe Biden. Big tech censored the story to make sure that as few people as possible saw it. Um, So if you're somebody who isn't, you know, a consumer of conservative media, you just might have heard Hunter's laptop and then said, "Okay, well, there's nothing to it because, hey, 50 intelligence officials signed on to this letter saying it has all the hallmarks. Of Russian disinformation. <gasps> so it was. And Joe Biden even said it on the debate stage. That, you know, 50 intelligence officials are saying that this is Russian disinformation. Now, yep. one of the people who signed on to that letter was a guy named David Priest. He was on Fox News yesterday. Brett Baer was interviewing him. And Brett asked, hey, why'd you lie about this being a Russian plot? Good question. Do you regret signing on to the letter? Oh, absolutely not. Because well, those words are still true. Do you think it has all the classic the earmarks. Oh, absolutely not. No, this Even is... no it wasn't true. It no. had the classic earmarks, but it wasn't true. What is not true? That it was Russian disinformation. That's not what we said in the letter. Read the actual letter, and we said we do not know if this is Russian disinformation. It has right? all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. Exactly. The I difference between an information campaign and a disinformation campaign and a Joe misinformation Biden. campaign, it's Hold not on. my fault the if people nuance. don't look up definitions. I know, but you're... The... You son of a... I know, exactly. You know what? I got to I got to be very careful with my words of what I think he deserves for that. Mm-hmm. You rotten son of a to lie like that and then say it's not my fault if somebody doesn't look up the definition. You knew what you were doing when you mm-hmm. sent the letter. Sure. Okay, it was to fool people. At the very least, if you're a reputable person and you signed on to that and then to find out, of course it wasn't Russian disinformation. Go out, make the statement. 
hey, we led people to believe that we thought that was Russian disinformation. Bad on us. We got to do better to earn your trust back. Okay? At least do that. Instead of blaming the other person, well, I can't help it if you don't look right. up a definition. Boom, man. Yep. I agree. I agree. Destroying the country. Yep. So this jackhole goes on here. The purpose yep. of the letter is to have an effect. And the nuance that you're talking about here never made it to candidate Biden because he said it plainly on a debate stage that obviously affected the dynamic. Man, Don't you think? I would absolutely love for all news media to show nuance on all of these issues instead of racing to sound bites. And in this case, some oh. news media race to sound bites. That's not helpful for the American people. And I really <laughs> wish that people, <laughs> Good people. Lord. Well, instead of yeah. quoting one sentence from it, if people actually read maybe an entire paragraph. It shows in that we don't know if it's Russian. Affected anything? I don't. Like you don't know how legacy media right. picks up that story and oh. carries it on. Right. But it's up to individuals that are trying to keep a career feed their family, get their kids around, live a life, but you want them to take three hours every night to look and read through all of this? That's what you expect? Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen, and you know it. Where's Jocko? I want Jocko to have a freaking conversation with this turd. I don't know if it affected anything. But we don't analyze to. American political but environments. We're trying to. What we were trying to do is point out that this has all the classic earmarks oh, of a Russian yeah. information campaign. Right. Not to say it's Russian disinformation, but to say that the propagation through American you know media exactly and international what media doing. has all the classic earmarks of a Russian information campaign. CIA officer. <laughs> Yeah, Gosh, I mean, what a fraud. And the thing is, is that if he were really that worried about the nuance, then why wasn't he jumping up and down, shouting from the rooftop, saying, no, that's not what we were saying? Exactly. Right. You knew exactly what you were doing. That That it, is a great question. It yeah. was it, This was the CIA operating on American soil to swing an election. Absolutely. Yes. And the reason I bring up somebody like Jocko Willink, Navy SEAL, is to say, you know, <laughs> had so many people and relatives and you know the ones that came before us that have fight that have fought and died for us to have this country and then for that jack wow. gosh dang man that is so angering well not my fault didn't read it people aren't smart enough to you know exactly what you're doing mm -hmm. man oh man usually i'm trying to bring somebody else down on this show <laughs> It's going to be all right. I tell you, we're going to get through this, and I mean it. Oh, man. Going to get through it. Mm -hmm. I feel a big swing coming very, very soon. Um, boy, here's, man, this is a story that's pretty wild. The Gates Foundation, Bill Gates, just gave $200 million to help establish a global digital ID system of surveillance. Okay. okay. All right. We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Bill Gates, the Gates Foundation, giving $200 million to help establish a global digital ID system of surveillance. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, the thing is not even going to work. I had a Windows phone. That thing was a piece of crap. Did you really? 
I did. I was like one of six people who bought a Windows phone. Because you thought it would be good? It was cheap or okay. cheaper. Well, they named the phone after you when you bought it. Yeah, it was like, oh my gosh, you're you, the oh, one you who bought the, it. Oh, you want the Van Camp? Okay, <laughs> sure. Uh, well, uh, apparently the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation recently pledged $1.27 billion toward the United Nations openly pro-abortion 2030 agenda goals, with $200 million of that going directly to aid in the creation of an invasive global digital ID system. But it's because you just want to save the world, right? It's not control people and know exactly what they're doing. Well, I mean, just download this app and upload your health records, right? We, we It's mm-hmm. just about making sure that we don't spread coronavirus around the world. That's all it's about? Right. It's about keeping people safe. You know, that guy's going to skate from the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing, isn't he? Oh, totally. They all are. Yeah, because the late Queen of England took care of the person who could testify <laughs> against him. Queen Elizabeth had Jeffrey Epstein killed. We all know. I I don't want to believe that. I don't want to believe that. Why? It makes her even more of a badass. No, because I think it was Hillary Clinton. No, she doesn't have that kind of pull. Okay. Hello, I've got someone for you to whack. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Mom. You know what? We got a second, right? I want to hear that audio again when the reporter... Was it... It was was supposed to be friendly fire. Was it public? The interviewer talking to him about his friendship with Jeffrey Epstein and then pressed yeah. him on it? I think it was either, was that NPR? No, maybe no. PBS. I can't remember, yeah. but I think we still have the audio because he didn't know what to say. It was reported that you continue to meet with him over several years. Yeah. Um, and that, in other words, a number of meetings. With Jeffrey um, Epstein. And what you did knew. you do when you found out about his background? Yeah. Well, uh... And, you know, I've said I regretted having those dinners. Uh, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing new on that. Is there a lesson for you, for anyone else looking looking at this? Well, he's dead. So, uh, <laughs> you know, That's in it. general, you always have to be careful. Uh, mm. yeah. And, you know, the... Yeah. yeah well, well, That's he's, the lesson. He's dead. He's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Jeffrey Anybody else Epstein... have stories on me? Yeah, maybe Jeffrey Epstein did actually kill himself, and it's because Bill Gates gave him a Windows phone. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter well, doesn't work the on this Melinda Gates job. interview, too, man, where she's talking about, I never liked Jeffrey Epstein, oh, yeah. and I couldn't understand why he kept hanging out with him. Oh, we I can knew understand, what he was doing. yeah. Well, yeah, because Bill Gates wanted to diddle underage girls. Do we know that, too? Well, why else do you hang out with Jeffrey Epstein? Well, yeah. Well, oh. it's, 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 we were trying to save the world. African no. health system. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Oh, my gosh. Okay. There's much more to get to. Um, <laughs> but that is, that is the creepiest story that I can remember. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Biggest story of the day so far, David. Uh, well, I know, according to Scott Robbins, it's the fact that the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas knew that uh, there had been no whipping of Haitian migrants at the border last year and yet still went out during a press briefing and said he was horrified by what he had seen. Man. And that it was evidence of systemic racism in the United States. The investigation into the Border Patrol agents who were on horseback that day is still going on. They've been cleared of criminal charges, but they are actually still... I forgot about that. They're exploring avenues of punishment within the system. You're talking maybe like a three to... 
a three-day to two-week suspension. They didn't do anything wrong. No, they didn't. Goodness gracious. Um, Oh, something else we got to get to. Who is trying to sexualize children? That and much more coming up. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We have fun on this show. Sometimes the news is, well, angering. And, you know, this isn't a big story in the United States right now. I would make the argument it should be, but we all know why it's not. And it's the news that a Pfizer executive told a lawmaker in the European Union that the vaccine was never tested to show that it blocked transmission of COVID. You're absolutely right. Why this isn't headline news, I'll never know. I watched the morning shows today. I don't think I saw it. I don't think I saw it once. Well, you got to understand there's bigger stories out there like, uh, I don't know, the fifth straight day in a row. They're going to talk about Herschel Walker allegedly paying for an abortion 13 years ago. And, and two more celebrities who write children's books. Right. You got that. Well, sure. And but this, no, this is a admit, huge deal. They don't want to admit that they were wrong. Man, dude. Again, dude. How the, many people lost everything with this? Janine Small, Pfizer's president of international developed markets. Well, she used to be anyway. Well, she was asked by European Union member of parliament, Rob Roos, mm-hmm. if the company tested its mRNA vaccine on stopping transmission before rolling it out. This is insane. And... He wanted to make sure that he got a straight answer. Yeah. Because a lot of times you get these people and they'll, you know, just kind of him and haw. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it entered the market? No. Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. No, we didn't. Jeez. Okay. Uh... David, I think we know why this is not a big story. But when you hear that, what is your reaction? Because there's part of me that's waiting for someone like you to explain to me why. Well, it's not what it appears. But it's not. No, I, dude, I have no explanation for it other than uh, people don't want to admit that they got something wrong or that they misled people or that they were led to mislead people. Because when you have officials in the United States and when you have the CEO of Pfizer out there saying, yeah, this does really, uh, really good job at uh, blocking transmission of the coronavirus. Now, Pfizer scientists didn't say that, but Pfizer's 
you know, PR arm did. And nobody really wants to anger the golden goose when it comes to Pfizer because they've got, you know, their fingers in a lot of pots, you could say. So, again, think about how many lives were changed. Absolutely. How many people lost their jobs. How many families that argued needlessly, relationships broken up. My goodness. And we're not even talking about it. It's not covered. So, yep, they just pushed it out there. Well, and again, man, when they were actually pushing it out for toddlers, or when we're talking about boosters, and you find out, wait a second, did you test this on humans? No, there's some mice, though. Yeah. You can't make that up. That's insane. And you're wondering to yourself, am I going crazy? What? We've never heard of anything like that before. We got to rush it out there. Yeah. Well, Pfizer's official statement was something like, hey, you know, there's a reason the book was called Of Mice and Men. All right. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) There you go. You know, I'll I'll say this, switching gears. Sometimes when you hear somebody that is not even somebody that, say, hosts uh, some sort of show on a network, but just someone that you think, okay, here's a regular type person that just talks common sense to help you know that you're not going nuts. And I'm not saying this all the time because I don't always agree with Joe Rogan, but there are enough times where he seems like just your common sense kind of guy. Well, the thing about him is, too, he's curious. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's just curious. But wait a minute. You know, <laughs> before we hit that, I, I just want to say that for anybody, and I, I myself, who posted anything like, boy, I'm not really sure about these vaccines on your social media page and got kicked off Facebook for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I did. I mean, it, it's it's crazy now when you go back and you say, wait a minute, all I did was question it. I just went, well, I'm not real 100% sure about this yet, you know. Oh, yeah. You got kicked off or or there were, or your, your post was removed. I mean, good golly, man. Or, and now they're admitting it. Or, you know, after the second shot, I developed Bell's palsy. Up, oh, cancel that Can't, person. Yeah, right. That had nothing to do with the vaccine. Well, did it or did it not? We don't know, but why are they being canceled? It's just... It doesn't I make sense. I just can't. It's stunning. Well, and speaking of Joe Rogan, he of course, he talked about the vaccines. Right. Yeah, all the time. If you remember, Joe Rogan takes horse dewormer. Right. That whole thing. Again, I don't share the same worldview with Joe Rogan. No, and I don't either. But, I but he has Tulsi Gabbard on. Yeah. Who announced that she's leaving the Democratic Party, which honestly I thought she already did. She doesn't agree with Democrats on too much, it doesn't seem. Um, but it was interesting, and this was on Tucker's show last night, and sometimes you do forget what a Democratic darling she was in 2015. She was the future of the party. She was the new face of the Democratic Party until she didn't agree with the powers that be when it came to especially uh, foreign relations. But as she's on with Joe Rogan, they're talking about what's going on with all of the trans stuff and the sexualization of children. And, again, I mentioned just talking like a regular person to know you're not going nuts. Here was Rogan. Now you're in this area where it's open to how someone feels. Exactly. And that you could just decide, well, that's how you get male 
prisoners mm -hmm. who go into female prisons and impregnate inmates. Exactly. Which is so crazy. That's how you get male athletes who want to compete in women's sports. And when the women complain, they get kicked off the team. Exactly. And forced out of the locker room. Yep. Which we're seeing. Yep. Which is nuts. <laughs> You're like, yeah, mm -hmm. see, you're not going crazy. It's just a regular dude. Um, and then they start talking about the books in school, like what's being introduced to kids from the, what, LGBTQ plus community, I think, is taking credit. We're going to push books in public schools, kindergarten, first grade, third grade, fifth grade, that are causing your child to say, well, I don't know if I'm a boy or I don't know if I'm a girl. Yes, there's no need to do that. That's an agenda. And you know there are a lot of people that have been lifelong Democrats that are thinking, holy cow, I can't, I don't understand this anymore, where this party is going. Because that's the argument she's making. The party's lost its mind. And then she mentions she's seen some of these books. These books, like I thought, okay, how bad can it be? I, I saw them, and yeah. they are some of the most graphic images I have ever seen in my life. Yeah, including oral sex. Including oral sex. And and this is this is targeted towards twelve year olds, thirteen year olds. It's so strange that we've gone this far like into cuckoo land. <laughs> yes. Again, just common sense. Um and then uh she mentions the sexualization of kids. Same people who are doing it now, I think, over time, trying to see how far they can push uh, you know, I mean, the sexualization of our kids in our society. And I think they're finding out because parents are pushing back. Yeah. That is the good news. Um, but the last little piece, last little clip, um, is this part about how this happens, like in universities. And he makes the point that someone goes to whatever university, then becomes a professor, and this grows and grows, these, like, crazy ideology. I'll let him lay it out for you and see what you think. These people that are promoting these things and teaching children also grew up in the university system themselves, and most of them don't have any real-world experience. They have experience going from being in a university to teaching in a university and then promoting these ideologies that are preposterous to the rest of the world as if they're smarter than the rest of the world, yeah. and then that keeps spreading. Yeah. It needs more fuel, yeah. so it keeps moving further and further to the left and further right. and further into crazy land. I thought that's the very simple way to say it, and we all see it. And, and yeah, and I, I just want to, again, remind folks about, and this was actually written in The Atlantic, not some, like, uh, you know, 4chan Reddit post or whatever. It was actually in a left-leaning publication. Some might even say just straight-up left-wing publications. But it was about the uh, about a program in Germany that was spearheaded by university professors where they decided they were going to start placing children in the foster care system into the homes of pedophiles. Yes. Because they thought, because again, now I think the person who came up with that idea is a truly reprehensible and evil person. Yep. Uh, and the rest of the people who went along with it are just plain dumb because there were people in 
in positions of, of, of lawmaking uh, capabilities who, would, who said, well, we don't want to be compared to Nazis, so we're just going to listen to these enlightened university people, even if I think it sounds kind of crazy. Right. I don't want to be called a Nazi, so I'm going to go along with this. And it's this horrible uh, cycle of abuse that is government-sanctioned that was even going on in some spots uh, up until the 2000s. And I'm sorry, I need to uh, correct myself. I think it was in New York Magazine, not The Atlantic. Okay. But either way, you know, again, not not some, like, dark web, crazy right. conspiracy theory place. I mean, this actually did happen, and no one wants to talk about it. Because now, when people did kind of get out of the halls of university, they realized how absolutely insane it was. And what happens, though, is, like Joe Rogan said, you get a lot of people who don't have any real-world experience, and they convince themselves by only talking with like-minded people, that this is the right way to go. And this gets this plays out all the time through every generation. Yep. And we never seem to really learn for it, from it that just because you you have a PhD doesn't mean that you're not a dumbass, okay? Cuz I know a lot I know people Absolutely. with advanced degrees yeah. who are complete morons. Well, you are not grounded in any sort of truth because it keeps changing for yeah. you. You know, man, a lot of heavy stuff today. This is a lighter note. Mm. You look like you need it, Scott. I do, yes. My head is spinning, yes. There was a poll out talking to people about things that look pretty cool in movies, but it's way cooler there than in real life. I was just curious if anything come to mind. Some of the things that people mentioned was like when you're training, like you see a montage of someone training for something. Oh, yeah. No, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. In real life, it's not a single scene. It's days, months, sometimes years, and it's a grind. So it's just a different sort of thing. Or in a movie, somebody's laying on grass, and it looks really nice and peaceful. But in real life, a lot of times it's freaking itchy. I've laid on grass, yes. It can be really itchy. Yeah. Or oh, what else was mentioned? Flying in a helicopter. That looks really cool in a movie, but if you've ever done it, it's constant vibration. It was really loud. I'd still do it. Bizarre intimacy moments, too, on film. Well, mentioned was sex on the beach. Yeah. yeah. Among other things, yes. Yeah. Which seems rather sandpapery in areas where I would not like sand to be. No. So is that what happened with you, Scott? No, it never happened with me. I've heard about things oh. like that happening. Oh, I, th I thought we had some sort of admission. Sand crabs. I mean, here. <laughs> is that what they called it? That's, well... That's what she told me. <laughs> <laughs> we needed that, I think. Yeah. Okay, much more to get to, including uh, Joe Biden says, hey, I know I'm getting old, but look what I've gotten done. That and much more coming up right here. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. President saying, look what I've gotten done here. Yeah. Appreciation be nice. 
Yeah, so a majority of Democrats are now worried about the state of Joe Biden's mental health because he's senile and everybody knows it. Now people are ready to admit it. Uh, and CNN asked him about the concern about his age, though, because he's turning 80, what, next month or something? Yeah, very soon. Hmm, okay. Well, they're concerned about whether or not I can get anything done. Look what I've gotten done. Name me a president in recent history that's gotten as much done as I have in the How first much time year. you got? You're talking about the 10 issues most important to Americans, and you're under 50% in all of them? That's an accomplishment. Not a joke. You may not like what I got done, but the vast majority of the American people do like what I got done. And so I just, uh, no. it's, it's a matter of, can you do the job? And I believe I can do the job. I've mm. been able to do the job. I've gotten more done. I got the inflation reduction. I got all these pieces of legislation passed. And I ran on that. I said this is what I was going to do. And I'm still getting it done. Like bringing the country together? Yeah. We've got, you know, dealing with, you know, making sure the veterans get compensated for the for you burn know, pits. The, the burn pits. Making yeah. sure that we're... In- oh, don't help him. Don't bail him out. I hate that, man. Me too. That just... Yeah. I, I we've seen that before where he's helping him along. Was it uh, who was it Colbert? Maybe who was interviewing Joe yes. Biden, who was helping him finish sentences or whatever. Kimmel. Maybe it was Kimmel. Kimmel. Yeah, that's who it was. I hate that man. Let let him finish his own sentences. He's the leader of the free world. <sighs> that's so tapper. I would. <laughs> isn't it? We finally have action on guns. And by the way, I'm going to get this assault weapons ban mm-hmm. before this. Over, no, I'm going to get that again. <laughs> Not a joke. And watch. And so I just think there's a, you know, it's a matter of, Uh has anybody done more in the first two years of their administration for a guy who was, they've been saying this about my age for, since I began to run. Okay. A little bit later, again, going to remind everybody what a fraud this guy's always been. Because that clip's making the rounds again. Yeah, if it were me, me interviewing him and we got to a question like that, I would just say, hot dog water? (laughs) <laughs> Just to see if it's in hot dog water. Hey, I saw a survey yeah. real quick, mm-hmm. um, and it was an etiquette person saying, here are some of the rudest things you could do if you're visiting someone's house. Oh, boy. And, of course, I mean, things are obvious. You know, moving things around, like rearranging the cupboards, of course you don't do that. Yeah. No. One said snooping. Like, don't rifle through uh, any drawers. Like, bedside tables are especially off limits. And my question is, who does that? Right. Yeah, no kidding. Who goes to someone else's bedroom and says, I wouldn't go through the drawers, the bedside table. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, here we go. It's on now with yeah. the Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Yeah, I'll just uh, read from the story here. The United States Department of the Treasury has launched an investigation into Florida Governor Ron DeSantis over allegations that he used COVID-19 relief funds to fly dozens of migrants from Texas to Martha's Vineyard last month. 
So in a tweet overnight, Senator Ed Markey, a socialist senator, uh, confirmed the investigation into the alleged misuse of taxpayer funds to, quote, cruelly transport the immigrants under false pretenses and without any consideration for their personal dignity or basic needs. They, they liked it on... They liked it on Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> yes, they did. But the people on Martha's Vineyard said, we'll take care of you for, you know, 36 hours and then get the hell off my island. Go to that military base. They'll handle you. Yeah. Well, uh, later that day it was, well, they can't stay here. So so now uh, the Treasury Department is investigating this. Okay. They are so auditing. All the misuse of COVID funds. This yeah. is top priority for the Treasury Department. Yeah. Potential misuse of taxpayer funds designated for pandemic relief in order to transport 50 migrants from Texas to Martha's Vineyard. That is what they're going after. So I just want to give you the score real quick. If you want to, if you want to just, you know, bear with me for a second. Sure. Right now, Biden's attorney general, who lost his chance to be on the Supreme Court because Donald Trump won in 2016, is prosecuting Donald Trump or investigating him and probably will wind up prosecuting him. Pro-life activists are being arrested by the feds while no one is being punished for acts of terrorism against pregnancy resource centers. And the Treasury Department is investigating Biden's political rival for using money to handle the president's border crisis. (laughs) Norms! Ah! (laughs) Come on! (sighs) Can't make it up. They impeached Donald Trump over a phone call. And uh, uh, don't even forget the fact that last night on CNN, Joe Biden literally threatened sanctions or some sort of retribution on Saudi Arabia in an effort to pressure them to lower gas prices in America just ahead of an election. Boy, that sounds like a nice little quid pro quo, doesn't it? Mm hmm. You know, all I can think of is I can't wait to see what DeSantis has to say about this, because I'll bet you money he handles it very well. And we'll hear him and say, you know what, that was really well done. I hope I'm not wrong. No. But if the greatest predictor of the future is what's happened in the past, he'll handle this well. I always look forward to Christina Peshaw, too. Yes, you mention that every time. Yeah, she. I love her. She's amazing. Um, and shutting it down. Now, Biden yesterday... You know, talking about, don't be worried about nuclear Armageddon, okay? No, I just said it. That's all. As my kid came home from school yesterday and said, what is the deal with a nuclear war? Yeah, right. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? Why why are you asking? Because there are people over school talking about it. One girl was freaking out going, we're all going to die. I'm serious. Yeah. That was the take. Joe calmed the nerves of an entire nation yeah. with that. Thanks, Joe. Well, he told CNN that people shouldn't be afraid that the president is talking about nuclear Armageddon. Oh, he just said it at a fundraiser, but don't worry yeah. about it, right? Okay. Well, no, I don't think so at all. I think, look, it was a, a, a directed... When I'm talking about I'm talking to Putin. He, in fact, cannot continue with impunity to talk about the use of a tactical nuclear weapon as if that's a rational thing to do. The mistakes get made, and the miscalculation could occur. No one can be sure what would happen, and it could end in Armageddon. And you still are afraid of that, though, that it could? Well, no, I don't think anyone, any rational person saying the initial use of tactical nu- of a nuclear weapon, killing thousands of people, does not have the prospect of leading to something that can be way out of control. 
you know, thank goodness, such a great communicator that no one could get any mixed signals there. None. I'm completely confident now. Golly. Gee whiz. <laughs> man, oh, man. You know, there are people definitely worried about it. And I understand it. Well, yeah, when the leader of the free world is talking about it. Yes, and also, you know, as I've said before, we're not going to pretend to be experts in the field of everything Vladimir Putin. But when you got a guy boxed into a corner, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You just don't. And I mean, is he a nut? It depends on what you mean by nut. I don't think he's a dumb guy, but I think he's kind of a nut enough to do it. No. Well, yeah. Was anyone really surprised? I brought this up briefly yesterday, and then we'll move on. After they blew up the bridge between Crimea and Russia, you know, which is he's so proud of, this $4 billion bridge, and it's very useful for Russia. Ukraine blows it up. Were you surprised that he went after civilians? No. With some of the bombing? No, not, not at all. all. Me neither. No. But again, when you saw media cover it, it was like beyond belief. They couldn't believe it. It, it doesn't mean it. It's any less horrible, but that's not a surprise. No, yeah, he's capable of awful things. He's been an awful dictator for a long time. Well, you, you're somehow suggesting the guy might have a soul. He didn't have a soul. Didn't care. No, of course, everything is fair goals. game in that in that role. Yeah, it's goals. Man, how about this story? And again, this this was getting buried in a lot of places. Remember the Christopher Steele dossier? Yeah, another one. Here yeah, the, the P-tape thing. Yeah. This was supposed to be the smoking gun about Donald Trump in collusion with the Russians. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know the FBI offered Christopher Steele $1 million mm-hmm. if he had evidence backing up the dossier about Trump? And that happened in October of 2021. 2021? Yes. Listen to how this goes down. This I saw this at Daily Wire. Um, FBI analyst Brian Otten testified in the trial of Igor uh, Tchenko, the primary source of allegations in Steele's dossier. Remember mm-hmm. that the bureau placed a one million dollar price tag on confirmation of the dossier's allegations, but Steele was unable to provide any evidence. Otten said he and a group of FBI agents met with Steele in October of last year and offered again steal a million dollars for evidence supporting the dossier fox news has a story and that of course is years after it had used the dossier's claims to secure fisa warrants wow. to surveil former president trump's 2016 campaign yeah even though they know that they knew that it was bogus from jump Yes, but then to cover tracks, listen, uh, Christopher Steele, we'll give you a million bucks if you got any proof on this. That kind of get us off the hook. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. That's a big freaking yeah, deal, is. is it not? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. What, do you, what would you say the FBI actually does now, in, in, you know, outside of meddling with U.S. politics? I mean, that's what we're getting all the time. It, that's pretty much it, getting marching orders from the powers that be. 
But that was the whole thing when I first saw the story, and I'm thinking, okay, they offered him a million dollars. Is this part of this thing? Wait, what? That's from a year ago? Is when they offered him the million dollars? Like, yeah, we did this to get all the FISA warrants, but now everybody knows that we knew it was bogus. Could you prove any of it? We'll give you a million dollars. Pretty <laughs> <Golly>. please. <laughs> what the? Is that anywhere? I I noticed that Hoda didn't have that one this morning. Well, no, or Savannah. They, they just they're content because they've convinced fifty percent of the population that there was a P tape. Right, I'd never go back on that. Yeah, I've never seen, and probably never will, a single politician who has twisted so many people up in knots to the fact that they'll stop at nothing, lying, stealing, cheating, whatever. And why do you think that is? Gain their revenge on some guy who's not even there anymore. And why do you think that is? They just, it's blind hatred. So do you think it is, David? No. I I think there is hatred, but uh, not just because they find him to be reprehensible. I think it's, I I think it's because he was a disruptor of the status quo. I mean, this guy, he he was Rodney Dangerfield and Caddyshack. You know, he's like, this place is a dump. I might buy it. Right. That's not to say that he had everything figured out, because I think Trump made a lot of mistakes, especially when it comes to hiring people uh, to work for him, because all of them wound up becoming shills for left-wing media, uh, or many of them, not all of them, many of them did, um, because they found that's their quick way to some fame and fortune. But they were afraid of who would come after Donald Trump, which is why there is this laser focus on quote-unquote MAGA Republicans. Because there, there will be somebody who comes up after Trump who will walk on the path that was paved by him, but also brings more competence to it. And that terrifies them. Yeah, and discipline. But it's, it's so, so consuming. It's, it's still just all-consuming. Oh, yes, there it is. There the are people that are, I mean, that's your livelihood. You're, pro- you're protecting your job in the end. Man. Uh, meanwhile, uh, boy, we got to do something to stop the climate change. What's New Zealand doing now? Oh, uh, New Zealand's government is proposing a, uh, a tax on burps and farts, specifically with uh, farm animals. Trying okay, to, so not the humans, at least, for now. Not, not for now, at least. Uh, yeah, so you can still wear... pull your uncle's finger? <laughs> for now, yes. <laughs> okay, good. The tax would be the first in the world on animal emissions, including those from burps and urination and, well, farts. The plan, according to the government, would be economically beneficial because global consumers are becoming more eco-conscious and the revenues generated by the tax would go to research uh, for capturing animal emissions. See, see, people Easy. will... What, what does that really mean? Global consumers are becoming more eco-conscious, so therefore we have to do this. What it actually means is not letting the market decide. Correct. What it means is forcing the market in a direction that you want. And the end goal in this case is no more steak. You will eat those crickets. Mm-hmm. Or some fake meat that we put together. You put some A1 on it. You know, nobody knows the difference. Yeah, you'll like it. Yeah. Just trust us on that mm-hmm. one. Wow. Taxing it all. And the farmers everywhere. Taking a beating. Yeah, and okay. Isn't it crazy it's happening in all these countries all at the same mm-hmm. time? Weird, it's almost huh? like it's coordinated. <laughs> Build back better. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and the sheep just follow. Wow. Okay, so I'm, okay, I didn't need that. Okay, Joe Biden says he has great confidence in his son. What does that mean? Straight ahead.
Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so we're just still waiting on what's going to happen with Hunter Biden as far as any sort of indictment. Yeah. Is it going to name Joe at all? Will that come up? We don't know. I got faith in none of this. I don't either. None. But Joe was talking about it last night in this interview. Yeah, CNN. As far as his son. Yeah, CNN's Jake Tapper asked him about the possible indictment of his crackhead son. And uh, here's how Joe tried to squirm out of this one. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm I'm proud of my son. This was a kid who got, uh, not a kid, he's a grown man. He got uh, hooked on, uh, uh, like many families have had happen, hooked on drugs. Uh, He's overcome that. He's established a new life. He is, um, uh, I'm confident that he is, what he says and does are consistent with what happens. Um, And, uh, for example, he wrote a book about his problems and was straightforward about it. I'm proud of him. He came along and said, okay. by the way, this thing about a gun, I didn't know anything about it, but turns out that when he made my a- a- application to purchase a-, a gun, what happened was he said, I guess you get asked, right. I don't guess, you get asked the question, are you on drugs, okay. do you use drugs? He said no. And he wrote about saying no in right. his book. So I-, 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 I have great confidence in my son. I love him. Okay. It's the well, same nonsense. So wait, you're you're saying that your son actually confessed to committing a felony. And yes. and you're confessing again on his behalf. So on that alone, bring the charges. Come on. Yes. You can. But I want all of it. I want the stuff that names Joe as the big guy getting ten percent from the deals from China. Mm-hmm. And all of the other stuff that enriched the entire Biden family. I just wish that's what I'm waiting for. There was like a shot clock on charges in our country. What do you mean? It's like we put the clock on, whether it's two months or three months or whatever, and the time just ticks away. And you have to have a decision at the end of two or three months. (laughs) And if not, then you go ahead and get charged for it. Well, these things take time. No, this is ridiculous. It's been going on for years now. I think the Durham thing is still going on. It, it's ridiculous. Isn't it, David? Yeah, it is. It, yes, it's very frustrating. No doubt about that. Um, you know what? I played a little bit of this earlier. It talked about Joe Biden's character <laughs> when he got caught plagiarizing in 1988. We yes. played that little bit of him plagiarizing. Mm-hmm. This, this piece of audio goes on for a while. To just pick it up from there is pretty self-explanatory. It was all the actually mainstream media outlets at the time wondering if the guy's career was done in 88. So this whole hard-working Joe sort of image, as David said, was brought about in about 2007 with Barack Obama yeah. because he wasn't being covered that way back in the day. The notion that every thought or notion or idea you'd have to go back and find and attribute to someone, I think is quite frankly, uh, ludicrous. The problem here is that Senator Biden told his audience he'd just been thinking about these things and he failed to give any credit at all to his famous British speechwriter. Yes, he would just plagiarize a speech and then say, you know, I was thinking about this on the way over here today and I just came up with these fresh thoughts. You know, I was thinking on the way over here. (laughs) Now that's a little too much because as you point out, what's behind the words, what's there? 
And a lot of people, the rap on Biden has always been that it's just a surface. I should have said, <laughs> to paraphrase Neil Kinnock, mm -hmm. it's the only time I didn't <laughs> in all the times I've ever used it. But CBS News found a tape of a second <laughs> instance. Uh -oh. It showed up in Iowa, site of the first 1988 caucuses, then reappeared in the New York Times with a new charge that Biden had appropriated a famous litany from the late Robert Kennedy about what the gross national product cannot measure. You cannot measure the health of our children. The health of our children. The quality of our education. The quality of their education. The joy of their play. Or the joy of their play. Biden gave Kennedy no credit. <laughs> really? He's always been a fraud. He's always been a bad guy. Golly. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. All right, David, biggest story of the day. We got a couple of things going on. One is going to affect your uh, bank account even more. The producer price index, that's the cost of things, the cost that it takes to make things that you wind up eventually buying. Uh, yeah. Inched up, well, not even inched up, it went up again uh, to another, whatever, four-decade high. I mean, it's the same headline basically every month under the Brandon administration. Um, and that just means that inflation ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, Bank of America is now forecasting, what, a recession? And, I mean, look, things are bad. Things are real bad. And you already knew that if you've gone grocery shopping in the last two weeks. But well, more com uh, confirmation. And one other thing. Uh, medical students make this pledge that you will not believe. All coming up right here. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Scott Robbins trifecta coming up in just a few. David, one question, because you went through this entire interview that Jake Tapper from CNN had with Biden. I don't understand if he's going to talk to Biden about his son, Hunter. Okay. Why in the world would he not ask about Tony Bobolinsky, oh. Hunter's business partner, that said Joe was benefiting from our deals with China. Well, because he's a hack. Okay. So it's the obvious answer. Yeah. I thought CNN was trying to be like real news again. No. no, no okay. No, no. All right. But part of that interview, uh, we heard a number that we had not quite heard before. No, yeah. He's talking about the economy and, well, you know, basically his whole thing was, hey, just because inflation's out of control and just because growth is slowing down and actually going backwards doesn't mean we're necessarily in a in a recession, okay? There's other ways that we can make people's lives uh, easier, okay? Okay. Roll it. So there's so much to be done, and the same with the, on energy. We passed the – look, what I ran on, I said we're going to deal with energy. Yes, and you see what it's done. It's been a friggin' disaster. Right. And, and the energy problem, we're going to deal with the whole notion of global warming. We passed $368 billion worth of help, which, as the same bankers talk about, is going to bring a billion, a trillion, $700 million, billion dollars off the sidelines, investment. Yeah, we can all retire with that. Woo! 
What was I mean, that again? Uh, you'd have to uh, write that down to really. How many zeros are there? Billions, a trillion, seven hundred million dollar, billion dollars off the sidelines yeah. investment. I, I mean, again, you asked the question at the beginning of this. Why wouldn't Jake Tapper, professional consummate, you know, journalist here. Why wouldn't he ask about Tony Bobulinski? I'm yeah. just over here like, why doesn't he stop and say, hey, what was that number? You said a billion, trillion, 700 million, billion dollars? <laughs> All right, Joe, we're going to talk about your mental acuity <laughs> right now. Because you just told me that you're bringing in a billion, trillion, 700 million, billion dollars off the sidelines. Now, that's not a number. Can you explain that to me? Well, that's his truth. <laughs> we can't argue yeah. with... Uh, Billions, a trillion, seven hundred million dollars, billion dollars off the sidelines. Yes. Investment. It's now, the new lottery is the uh, billion, <laughs> trillion, seven hundred million, billion jackpot. Man, oh man. That's a lot. That, is, that sounds I'd, like a lot. I'd love to see that transcribed. <laughs> Good God. Again, man, every time he speaks, it's like someone just knocked over the Scrabble board. And then I'm trying to think if Alice Cooper was going to recut billion dollar babies, how would he do it? <laughs> a billion, trillion, 700 million, billion dollar babies. <laughs> That's how we do it. Billions, a trillion, 700 million dollar, billion dollars off the sidelines investment. Yeah, he should have just gave up on that one. Huh? Really? Anyway, he should have just <laughs> anyway, a lot of money. Biden's picture will be on that bill. <laughs> <laughs> Janet Yellen, I am yeah, right. pleased to uh, <laughs> unveil the, the billion, trillion, 700 million, billion dollar bill. Thank you, Joe. Uh, and with that, we start the track. Are you ready? One, One two, buckle my shoe it's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day, the trifecta, and always help. Hi, it's me, Casey. Hey, Hi, Casey Kasem. Buddy. And I think he's ready. I'm ready. Of course he is. Three. Number three. Man, this is some crazy audio. It's medical students at the University of Minnesota. And they're doing a new pledge where apparently they're going to start as professional doctors honoring mysticism. What? Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> I had a birthday yesterday. I'm over 60 years old. I will tell you that. And I'm old enough to escape the current idiocy that's, that's prevailing in the medical front these days. This was the white coat ceremony. Now, Jamie, you're familiar with this. I went to my daughter's, not there. Yeah, but was it white, white coat ceremony? Yeah. Students are inducted into their professions. They take an oath. They're asked to hold that oath, the value of medical profession. Now, most people assume that means embracing the values of that oath, where doctors promise to, above all, do no harm. Right? Yeah. We're used to that. But not anymore. Not at the U of M, where students were asked to, to take uh, this oath as they entered the medical school. And, well, here we go. Okay. Our institution is located on Dakota land. Today, many indigenous people throughout the state, including Dakota and Ojibwe, call the Twin Cities home. We also recognize this acknowledgement is not enough. We commit to uprooting the legacy and perpetuation of structural violence deeply embedded within the healthcare system. What? Yes. Hold on a second. The structural <laughs> violence? That's yes. right. 
What does that mean? Well, I'm assuming it means that uh, they were practicing bad medicine. I, I guess it's displacing native populations or indigenous populations They're or not something like that. Not treating them with the proper, yeah. I don't know. Oh. Maybe their ancestors should have fought better wars. Oh. oh. <laughs> I'm trying to understand what they're getting at there. Yes. Oh. The, the structural, okay. Just I, listen and, and heed, okay? Okay. Uh, when they when they applied for the school, did they know they were going to have to regurgitate this I, nonsense? Because it costs a lot of money. Yes, it does. Yeah. I mean, the structure of the payback on this is incredible. We recognize inequities built by past and present traumas rooted in white supremacy, colonialism, what? the gender binary, ableism, G- and all forms of oppression. Holy mackerel! Yeah, I want one of those guys to look at my rash, okay? <laughs> now, now, Mr. Robbins, I see that you have a penis, but are you a man? Are you sure about that? Are you that? a doctor? Have you ever had any feelings? Oh, God. So if I don't agree with this, then I don't go to med school there is what you're saying. I, I just wonder if they know this ahead of time. As we enter this profession with opportunity for growth, we commit to promoting a culture of anti-racism listening and amplifying voices for positive change. We pledge to honor all indigenous ways of healing that have been historically what? marginalized by Western medicine. Now, I don't know what that means exactly. All indigenous means of healing that have been marginalized by Western medicine. Want to take a shot at that one? No, I Honestly, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful of anyone's heritage, but are you talking about you would do medicine man stuff? I, yeah, anything I don't, I don't that, know that was respected at one point in time that yeah. maybe has been disproven. Well, it's yeah, it's very interesting that they're having to do that. But if you talk to people who might have, you know, and it's a small percentage of of uh, Christians, but who say I'm not going to take any sort of medicine because I believe in prayer over medicine. Those mm-hmm. people are marginalized. They're mocked ruthlessly. Sure. For that. But you're saying to me that if I have some sort of illness, I need to go over to the wigwam and pass the peace pipe. Yeah. That that yeah. should be a respected idea of treatment yes. or method of treatment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's really something, man. Yeah, boy. I'm very confident now. <laughs> that's something dude that i can't something. quite get over that we're getting closer and closer to number one thank you casey it's the scott robbins trifecta top three stories of the day two uh number two uh you're telling me this is the dumbest college degree ever and it's not a medical degree from the yeah. university of minnesota no this is from the wharton school of business i mean this is a highly recognized school they have a newly invented metaphor that might even be better to describe useless college degrees, the DEI major. Beginning in 2023, you can now receive a Master of Business Administration in Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. Well, you do have these managers all over yes. the place that are making tons of money. You'll have to take classes such as Business Economics and Discrimination. Awesome. And Leading Diversity in Organizations. But once you complete the required number of credits, you can proudly walk out the door saying, I did it. Mom, I did it. Now you're one step closer to scamming the system as a DEI consultant. Congratulations. Here's your diploma. Wow. Should be a lot of college well, courses. I mean, honestly, you can make more money doing that than some of the other degrees that we're all supposed to be paying for right now. It's true.
Well, you do have a full point there. You could open up a little diversity shop on the corner, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> or how, you know, in a number of different cities, how do you stay in power? Like whether it's a city council or, or running the city as a mayor with years and years and years of failure and continue to run on the same things, telling people they're marginalized and still get elected. Yeah. Is there a class on that? Or does that just keep lying that may to people? Be, he may be a speaker at one of their, their classes. All yes. right. Got it. Uh, on how to scam the system. All right. Now, on with the countdown. Thank you. He's keeping it on pace here. All right. The Scott Robbins trifecta uh, all the way up to one. Uh, number one, is the government going to start investigating people who don't, quote, unquote, affirm the gender identity of their children? Sounds like it. One of Democratic uh, Virginia representatives, Abigail Sparen- Spannenberger's surrogates, said authorities should look into, quote, post, quote, taking children from parents who do not, quote, unquote, affirm their child's gender identity. That was according to a video that was obtained by the Daily Caller. And they, like some cities also that we've talked about prior, are going to look into transferring these kids to places where they can affirm their gender without their parents' knowledge. You mean like or, California? Or approval. You can come here and get it done. Yes. No, that's not going to happen. At some point in time, parents are just not going to let that happen. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I mean, just let somebody take your kid away because you're saying, no, you're actually not a boy. You are a girl. You're 12 years old. Now, we'll take you somewhere. We can talk about these things. You know, where but does we're it not going to do I mean, puberty blockers. You're give your no, kid you got to protect your kids. Give a cell phone. They get to go move somewhere where they they will get a cell phone or a car or whatever. Oh, yeah, go move to the groomer's place. Just where, yeah, no, right. Exactly. Not gonna happen. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. You got a better chance of going to med school in Minnesota. Sorry, that's not happening here. God, that oath is. Something. And there you have it. <laughs> what if I Isn't identify as a doctor? There you go. And who's to tell you you're not? I know. Why are you disrespecting my personal... That is structural violence if you tell me that I can't be in this OR, doctor. That you shouldn't get the saw out and crack chest wide open. Right. the hell of it. Yeah. Structural violence. Yes. I mean, I I could probably crack a chest open, put it back together. That's somebody else's department. (laughs) Well, then your hands are free then, yeah. I'm like the demo guy in the OR. (laughs) Right. And you know how to do it. You just don't want to get it, uh, you know... You guys deal with it after I do it, right? Okay. Golly. <laughs> Thank you for the trifecta. Oh, man. All right, news update to get to. And, of course, Nimrod's in the news. I feel like we just experienced it. It's really been an honor for me. Oh, Always. yeah. See you tomorrow, yeah. buddy. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Oh, man. You know, Dr. First Lady Jill Biden and President Joe Biden, they did something very important today. They they cut a video birthday card for Joy Behar on The View. Do you want me to play any of this? Because the real story to me is something else. 
Uh, <laughs> Come on. I asked Scott. I was like, hey, can you take it? Your heart. People worry about your heart condition. I he know, says he wants it. Right. Go ahead. Give all right. It to him. And my whole Biden family. Happy birthday, Joy. No one is better named than you. You brought joy to so many of your friends and admirers with your trademark humor and that smile that lights up the room. Yeah. And as a former teacher, I know that there are so many students out there whose lives you've changed. You speak your mind. You speak from the heart. You stand up for what you believe. And you do it with warmth, humor, and authenticity. And you and your friends at The View started the national conversation 25 years ago that's still going on. You've enlightened us as well as entertained us. Both Jill and I are grateful oh. for the time we've spent with you over the years, and, and we're delighted. We're delighted to call you a friend. Do you, do you know how old Joy Behar is? 80. Yeah, on the nose. She turned I 80 so. last yeah. week. I thought she was the same age as Biden. Yeah. I, I, I got to say, and I don't compliment the ladies on The View very often, if ever. Uh, Joy Behar compared to Joe Biden because Joe's about to turn 80. Mm-hmm. It's night and day. I am actually surprised that she's 80. I don't think you're alone in that. I, I thought she might have been maybe like 70, 71 or two. I did not, I did not but peg just her so at 80. You know, as a friend, I'm telling you to slow your roll because mm-hmm. after. Well, the Roe v. Wade decision, she wanted to go on a sex strike, and as far as I know, she's still on it. Okay? Dang. So. I thought I was going to get a little joy in my life. <laughs> oh, golly. No. Oh, man. But I'm just saying, like, she can complete a sentence. She says nonsensical things, but she can actually oh, she, speak. i got a whole roll of really dumb things that she said. We just don't have time. Yeah. Actually, Nimrods. Is her birthday yesterday? Was it It yesterday? was last week. Okay, good. Why, you don't want to share a birthday with her, do you? No. I didn't think so. All right, let's roll it out. Let's get to Nimrods. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. Well, let's start here. Florida. Paul Sinclair, he's 56, facing charges. He robbed a bank the other day. Um, I don't think he ever was going to get real violent because he used his finger as a gun. <laughs> Walked into the Chase Bank in Largo. It's like 1.30. Goes up to a teller. Held his hand under his shirt so it tried to look like a gun. Said, open the drawer. And don't push any buttons to trigger a silent alarm. So she complied but didn't have much cash in the drawer. Only 120 bucks. Mm. Cops tracked him down 10 minutes later, arrested him. Hmm. They said, yeah, it was unarmed, but he is facing a felony robbery charge and being held on $10,000 bail. We need to ban assault fingers today. Very much so. (laughs) By the way, quick update. That dude, the hatchet guy at McDonald's in New York City that got out, he was arrested again and let out again. What do you have to do to stay in jail in New York City? It's insane. And then a group of high school athletes in Wisconsin were planted to TP somebody's house earlier this month. And they were confronted by three dudes with a flamethrower. Whoa! One of the guys is the athletic director at the school, and the people want him fired. I say promote him. Absolutely. And that's Nimrod's in the news.